you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Around the NFL Podcast. Burns the Midnight Oil. Okay. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Uh... Welcome back. Here we are again. And again, and again, and again. Monday's episode. One time after the night. I mean, we planned this show in about six minutes. Oh, stop. Oh, no, no, no. It was 12. Maybe 12. Uh, Did you guys notice the new additions to the NFL media grounds? Some of the aesthetic changes happening on this campus. Yes. Big changes. Lots of... Big changes. Lots of murals, lots of billboard-type pictures. Who do you think of all the people on the wall now that they, they invested? Who knows? They probably paid a company $10,000 to do this. Put, Way more than that. <laughs> Way more than that. Image, I don't know. Like, I work in the uh, custom design I just say that on Wall's business. This has been like a multi-day, many people working on it. <laughs> there's 10, there's cranes <laughs> and like 10, 15 people, you know, putting things up. You 10 know. or 15 people? I don't know. It was like it was like three people in those days. I'm just saying $10,000 to paint a few things on a wall. It's not going to be a crazy price. Triple figures. Yeah. Okay, $100,000. Well, they know who the client is. Well, all right. Let's get past that. Who on the wall do you think most likely will they have to scrub off the wall uh, due (laughs) to getting cut by the team they're on Mm. or some type of off-the-field incident? Mark, I'll start with you. Uh, maybe Dan Helley from NFL Network. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. I, think, I did think that wall. was a mistake. Well, part of that. Well, I, a, that's not how I'd frame it, Greg. There's a picture. I, I think it works in Dan and Willie McGinnis' favor. There's a big picture up of Dan Helley and Willie McGinnis. Monster picture as you're going through one of the hallways. That's that's leverage right there. When their next contracts are coming up, it's like what Willie just Willie's agent just has to be like, what, you're going to get rid of my guy? He's on the wall. So it wasn't right? a mistake to put them up in terms no. of who they selected. No, you no. Know, Great choices. There were some concerns that you thought maybe someone in this room and not the three of us should have gotten more attention in that space. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was talk about that. Who was, where was there? Where was talk about that? We went I said, the- is that NFL <laughs> Network's Greg Rosenthal? Here's my answer, though. I think it might be Josh Norman. I was, I was looking at all that. those because a lot of them were like, unless something really crazy happens, these are like locked in starting quarterbacks. That yeah, we should let the audience know. There's right. Cam Newton. These are people painted on murals outside of our building. There's for ten grand. Take a picture. Cam Newton. JJ uh, Watt. JJ Watt. Von Miller. Gronk. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. These type of players. Joey Bosa in the hallway. Bosa. Here? That was that's weird. Dak and then Prescott. and then Josh Freeman. Is Dak on the wall? Josh Upstairs. Norman. Uh, Freeman. Uh, excuse me, Josh Norman in the mix there, and it's like, oh, we'll see about that. I don't know if that was a great contract, uh, yeah. Washington. I think well, he's the right answer. Well, there's a reason for that. Right. TV people made the decision, and TV people love when mm. Josh Norman opens his mouth. 
Yeah. The other the other adjustment that was made on this campus was they ripped out the couches in the lobby and they have over the weekend installed <clears throat> I kid you not they they installed stadium seating in front of a, a big TV where it's actual like the seats you would say see when you like went to MetLife Stadium or any NFL stadium yep. and you sit but there's no other options to sit. They took out the couches and replaced them with a row of seven seats and now you get the site and Mark, you and I, and maybe all of us at some point before we started working here, you sit on that couch waiting for someone to come to bring you in for a job interview. When you see people waiting to be brought in now, they's sitting in these stadium seats and it's it just a little bit it's a little silly looking. It's going to take all. some time to get used <laughs> They're suits. to it. Yeah. Looks like they're being inculcated by Scott Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> and it it like we brought up on our um uh, road trip podcast Mark. Uh it looks funny. It's like when adults are in a back seat of a car. It's just like a, it's, it's a exactly funny looking it's, it's image. going to take time to get there was also at one point a huge collage celebrating the 10th year I believe of NFL Network which had little faces of everyone that, that was in the lobby worked so well. hard here well they ripped that right down that's gone <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's going on around the campus and I'll take a photo of the mural and you guys can listeners can chime in who you think will come mm. down be scrubbed off that wall first or either uh, a move that takes them away from the team that they're portrayed with in the image or an off the field incident hey Gron- Gronk's a little under the under the radar mm. that's a long shot there whether or an off the field incident whether it's injuries or off the field incident bringing some sort of shame to the NFL family <laughs> injury i guess would be a Breaking better news. great patriots fan um all right today's show uh is uh, sponsored, of course, by Mr. Flames Economics Class in The Hague, the Netherlands. Mr. F. And uh, we will now talk about, or not now, a little later in today's show, we'll talk about collateral damage and collateral beneficiaries <laughs> or benefits uh, for <laughs> players. So if you got banged by the events of the past couple of weeks, if you got helped out, by the events of the last couple of weeks, those events most mm. mostly tied to free agency. Who really came out of this better? Who came off a little worse, Mark? We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, and uh, I'm excited about that. Greg, you wrote an accompanying banger that will be going up on the site at some point. Well, collateral damage, that one, that one is up, yes. I mean, th- these guys, they weren't free agents. They were just hanging out at home. They're watching the TV and suddenly, poof, you know, shrapnel hitting them. They're getting affected. That hurts. That hurts. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And we also got some news to get to. And um, let me check in behind the glass with Sid. Sid, how was uh, how was Magic Mountain? How was Six Flags this weekend? You know, it was great. Yikes. I will say, if I had known what going to Six Flags was going to do to my mentions, I would have just stayed home. <laughs> Wow. There were all sorts of horrifying pictures of Mickey Mouse that were sent my way. <laughs> I may never sleep again, but, you know, I got to ride a few roller coasters. So, Hey, Sid, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> don't like it. Don't. Wait, Sydney, before the show, when I asked you, you, you utterly buried Six Flags. So why now is the, you know a little bit of a less of a heat-seeking review? Or should I not have just said that? Yeah, no, I just – I've. I've been getting. I think people don't believe me Mark, when I when I just like put Disneyland up on a pedestal. So I was trying to like you soften put the it, Disney I guess. on a pedestal. Yeah, Mark, you've cheated on girlfriends before. Like when what? after the fact, you feel, <laughs> feel like, why did I just do that? I feel dirty. I feel ugly. Well, not confirmed. I haven't had a girlfriend in like the ages and ages. Well, I'm talking about prior. Even to as even you know, no, not in not in in any case would I sit there and okay. say yes. That's an easy you know. Go to Greg with that one. Hey Sid, you'll be sorry. <laughs> right? News? Want to do some news? Okay. Well, what happened aye, to the aye, analogy? Aye. What? Mark cheating on his girlfriend. Oh, I, well, obviously Mark wants us to get away from that topic. It's There's nothing there. There's no evidence. There's nowhere <laughs> there's no for evidence. to sit around. <laughs> Other than your panicked, like, stammer there. There's like a, yeah. maybe like the 16-year-old me, but not the oh, adult that, version of me. It's a great non-denial. Maybe the 34-year-old version of me, but. Not true. <laughs> nice try by you. Let's do some news. Someone needs to do some explaining. What's going on? I implore you, everyone, um, to check out the trailer to, speaking of Rob Gronkowski and things that could get him taken off um, 
the wall here at NFL Network headquarters. Uh, he, he has a cameo in a new movie, and I wrote about it on the end around. Uh, it's one of those – you know it's a bad movie when a name brand like Rob Gronkowski, uh, he agrees to do a, a low-budget movie and has one line in the movie, and they put him front and center on the poster and put his name above the line. <laughs> Uh, the name of the movie is You Can't Have It. And even the name is terrible. Watch the trailer I have it, uh, embedded on my uh, story on the on the uh, article. But that's Gronk's entire dialogue and movie. First build, front and center on the movie poster. Gronk doesn't say no to anything. What is it, like a rom-com or is it? It's, it's um, about, I don't know, I'll just read the tagline. Drinks, sex, murder, all before last call. You can't have it. <laughs> water all right let's do some news and let's start let's stay with the new england patriots and uh yep it happened case cracked tom brady's missing super bowl 51 jersey was found oh my goodness the nfl on monday released a statement confirming that a joint operation between the league the Patriots security team and the fbi god damn it the fbi mark recovered quarterback tom brady's stolen super bowl 51 jersey also, apparently, we didn't know, uh, probably because the old Zeuser didn't get that on video, the st- stolen Super Bowl Forty Nine jersey, that was also gone and recovered. Mm. And according to Rap Sheet, the man who allegedly took the jerseys is Mauricio Ortega, a former executive with Mexican newspaper company Diario La Prensa. Uh, in a statement, La Prensa announced Ortega resigned from the company last week. Not a good look for Ace. him. Closed. Hmm. Woo! Essentially a one-man crime ring. Yeah, which is weird uh, because he stole the jersey two years ago and he still had it in his possession. So it's not like he was able to move it and have a big score uh, and then say, oh, let me get another one. So he had both in his possession, so got nothing out of it, probably a lot of stress and anxiety, and got banged on it. Also... I'm quite impressed because we're talking about dive bombing into do two totally different NFL venues. Who knows how much experience he has in either locker room and pulling off a master heist with hundreds of cameras and other recording devices all over the place and eyes everywhere. Wait, how is, do you get away with this? Didn't we also see that he stole Von Miller's helmet too? Look at this guy. This guy's flying. Potentially, yeah. He was the director of the newspaper. I got to think his long game was he was going to sell this in you know many years from now. And move to Zia Watanayo? <laughs> in another, I mean, it was in another country. I don't know. In I mean, he was going to have to sell. He was, waiting, he was waiting for it to die down a little and sell him in 10 years and retire on it. Whew. You got some light fingers, Everett. <laughs> um, all right. You could sell that stuff on the dark web. Yeah. I mean, as, I mean, so, as someone that was so involved in this, d- does it give you closure, Dan? Well, it's funny you should bring that up, Greg, because <laughs> as the resident ATN Media Insider... ATN, ATN, ATN Media Insider, 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 Dan For the truth, go to the Zeus. Get in the morning. Obviously, I played a small role in an international crime conspiracy. I shot the video that led to the breaking news, and I don't want to do a ton of media on this. I don't want to do a lot. Uh, so I, I figure, why don't I just knock out my availability on the show today? Has there been any requests <laughs> for you to do any? any you don't. Media? I just let me do it all today, because <laughs> that, that way I got a wife, I got kids, uh, I got other work to do. So what I wanted to do, and um, I want to say, well, who do I respect in the the media? It's like when someone has like a big sit down. Oh, give me Diane Sawyer. Well, I, okay, I couldn't get Diane Sawyer, but who I could get <laughs> was CBS. Uh, Sports.com senior writer Will Brinson. <laughs> he will represent all of the media. So, again, with peace and love, no more requests. I have Will on the line. Will, you here? Yeah, Dan. I, I thank you very much for making me your Diane Sawyer. That's great. Thank wow. You. So, we got Will, senior writer at CBS Sports. Um, he will. Um, serve as uh, the media contingent asking me about this. Last time I talk mm. about it, uh, Will Fireway. This is like a pool report, and Will is playing the role yes. of Peter King at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I, um, I'm probably wearing a similar outfit right now, so that works. <laughs> if, you combine, uh, <laughs> if you combine Peter King and Diane Sawyer and create this uh, hideous monster, yeah. that's Will. <laughs> well, all right, look, Dan, we'll get right to it. First of all, 
you know, the simple question is, how does it feel to know that you're the sole person responsible for blowing the lid of a vast international conspiracy to steal millions of dollars worth of merchandise from multiple Super Bowl MVPs? You know what? The job of any journalist is to get, get your hands dirty when you have to, and if you see injustice, uh, to seek it out and, and, and expose it. And I and you made a, a good Shawshank Redemption, Wes, minutes ago. Uh, same thing. Andy Dufresne, he, he gets the warden's uh, incriminating documents. He, he puts it in the mail. You let the media and the authorities handle the rest. That's what I did. I just got the video. I said something was going on here. Blast it out, and away we go. We're flying. So it feels good. <laughs> Not all superheroes wear capes. <laughs> Uh, Dan, the, you know, follow up to that. At what point did you really understand that you'd used your natural uh, media insider instincts to sniff out the biggest and most viral NFL moment of the 2017 year? <laughs> um, I didn't do very well with that, in fact. I sent out the tweet with the video, and I even labeled it incorrectly. I labeled it as uh, uh, Robert Kraft hands out victory cigars. Didn't even, I didn't realize what I was sitting on. <laughs> It wasn't until I it wasn't until I got back to the press box and I, I told the social media uh, man here, Bryce Gustafson, who's uh, very good at what he does, what I had. Gustafson. I, okay, yeah. whatever. I, I, you know, goose. I, yeah, goose. Goose. There you go. I told Goose this. He he was like, "Whoa, that's really good." And that's <laughs> I only then realized what I had really uh, procured. Anything yeah, else? Actually, the, the, no, well, yeah, one more thing. But I would I would add to that. We were, I was actually in the press box when you tweeted it out. And noticed, it's like, wow, victory cigars. We got halfway through, Brady was yelling about, like, all right, Dan, Dan really has no idea what he has on his hands. So, <laughs> so, uh, and, so the, insider, yeah, and, the insider didn't know anything of what he – you've just, you've just incriminated yourself. Like, Are you a little worried about this? Pipe down, Greg. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, don't be fi- jealous. Uh, fi- NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. Go ahead. Thank you very much here with NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. Sorry, Will. NFL.com. The NFL.com. The NFL.com. I should I should mention that I came up in the news on some articles today when this news broke, and I was referenced as NFL Network Stan Hansen a couple times. I don't know where that sits with you, Greg, but mm, I like it. All right, last question, Will. Yeah, it's fortunate that I know the length of y'all's drops, by the way. Um, <laughs> there, uh, there also is some chatter, Dan, out there that the success of uh, End Around and your NFL uh, media insider success could lead to a uh, Zeuser in the Morning spinoff podcast, a, a vanity project, if you will. Can you confirm or deny that something like that is in the works? Well, my contract's coming up, and uh, we'll sit down with the people, and uh, we're going to hammer something out. I love being here. Uh, I love working with these guys, but you just never know. Now that I, I'm on the radar like this, mm. it just is what God it is. forbid it all comes to an end. <laughs> Will, thank you very much. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Now, Will, I want Will to stay on the line if you can, Mr. Brinson. Yeah, I got nothing else to do. All right, cool. Can I ask you one follow-up yes. question? This will yeah. be – okay, last yeah. question. I, I might have one too. Yeah. Listen, so you've, you've essentially – undone a Mexican crime ring and these people no longer have jobs. Are you concerned at all that they might, you know, cross the border back into the States and the subtle, not just end your career as a so-called insider, but just end you. So like some type of Mexican mafia scenario. I mean, scenario? Y- you know, your name's out there is the guy that started all this. It sounds like a perfect scenario to just to take you out. I didn't think of that until you just said that. I don't like the thought. I hope I didn't plant the idea in their head either, but it seems like a very logical counterpunch to the embarrassment you've caused many criminals. I'm a little nervous about that. I got to be honest. Street, streets have been talking a little bit streets about that. You know, you made a big name with this with this scoop. What a splash! Weeks ago on this podcast, we kind of were like, "All right, well, you know, insider, where where's kind of the follow up scoops?" And you're like, "Yeah, oh yeah, we got we got some scoops coming." Are you a little worried this <laughs> far out? You know, since this big break, it's it's been pretty quiet on the insider breaking news front. I'll just say two things. First of all, I know what it's like to be rap sheet now. It's a stressful life. <laughs> you have to stay on the leaderboard. Uh, second of all, and I can't discuss it on the show, but I, I think you guys will all agree that I got some big scoopage, internal scoopage at the Combine that I couldn't share here. Some of my scoopage isn't for public. Uh, it's it just, you know, talking to people. I got, I got stuff going on. Is that a, not a fair answer? That's a stretch. Okay. <laughs> you did. You did get an internal scoop. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Talk about good podcasting. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna do some more news. You want to hang around? 
Yeah, no, literally, I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on and talk about Bucks GM, uh, the Bucks GM, uh, Jason Light. It's not licked, right? It's it is light. light. Jason Light. Yeah, Turn the light off and on. Jason Light is speaking out uh, on Roberto Aguayo. This after uh, the Bucks signed Nick Folk uh, as training camp competition. And uh, in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Light was very, very open. Quote, read the stats. He wasn't very good last year. He wants to improve him. He's going to work at it. And we still have confidence in him. But you're always trying to get better. Will, you know this, um, like everybody else, he, he, he got drafted in the second round. They, the Bucks traded up to get a kicker in round two. Unheard of. And then he was 22 of 31 last year. What does is, what is, uh, the GM's statement tell you? That they're going to move on if they have to move on. Look, you, I mean, people move on from first-round quarterbacks all the time in the NFL these days because of the lowered salary scale. Now, don't get me wrong, a second-round kicker is absolutely the worst drafting mistake we've seen, maybe since the Vikings forgot to make that pick a while ago. <laughs> that was awesome. But I, I think that, you know, the, what, what is it, what, what we, Wes and I were talking about this the other day, but like the worst thing on Twitter, the worst thing you can do is not be willing to admit a mistake and go fix it. So, I mean, the absolute worst thing he could do is just say, no, we invested a second-round pick in Aguayo. We're going to keep rolling this Shawshank redemption machine out there and just let him keep kicking and missing left and right. You've got to bring in some competition, make him earn his stripes. Next to the quarterback, a head coach's confidence wavers with the kicker as much as any position in the league. If you're a running back and a wide receiver in a slump, they keep you in there. If you're a kicker, they got to get rid of you because you have to be able to trust him with the game on the line. That's why you don't spend second-round picks on kickers. I also – there was another – I don't know if it was the same interview, but I saw it over the weekend uh, where Light had this to say about – um, Aguayo, he's a rookie, 21 years old. He had to learn that he's not doing this for fun anymore. Mark, that almost speaks to like some issues behind the scenes. What they thought about maybe his work habits or his effort. Ooh. That's how I read that. Do you do you feel the same? I, mean, I think if you're going to invest in a second round pick, you should know pretty securely what he's going to be like on that front coming into the NFL. Now, I mean, we all follow teams that have done exactly the opposite with first round. Picks. I mean, it was the most bizarre pick ever. Partly because he wasn't that great a kicker in college. Like, he, he missed half his kicks between 40 and 49 in his last year in college. It's like, I don't know, the whole thing concerning. Bizarre. And by the way, Nick Folk, as I know as a Jets fan, he's a good kicker. He, he's always been a good, steady kicker. So I, I would not, I'd be surprised if Folk isn't the kicker week one in Tampa. We'll see. Moving on. Oh, this is some bad news. For Doug Whaley, E.J. Manuel's time in Buffalo has come to a close. The former Bills quarterback signed a deal with the Oakland Raiders mm. on Monday. The team announced terms of the deals not disclosed. Please don't do it to me. <laughs> Please don't do it to me. I love this guy, E.J. Manuel. I believe in him. Just don't do it. Wow. I mean, that was Doug Whaley on the <laughs> You're the GM segment. Not actually Doug Whaley, but what might have been happening behind the scenes. Uh, Will, uh, your thoughts on this move and – Doug Whaley finally saying goodbye to E.J. Manuel. Yeah, we were talking about admitting mistakes. <laughs> he should have admitted it years ago. E.J. Manuel was the, somehow the first quarter. The 2013 draft class, in terms of quarterbacks, I mean, Mike Glennon is, mm. is the shining star left in this, in this group of guys. I mean, E.J. Manuel, Geno Smith. All-time uh, bad, bad draft all, class for quarterbacks. Yeah, and the, the weirdest thing I thought about the whole E.J. Manuel experiment was that so when, when he was actually drafted, Buddy Nix was the GM in Buffalo. And Doug, Doug Whaley Buddy hadn't been Nix. promoted. But, and, and Doug Whaley hadn't actually been promoted. And then after that, Doug Whaley got promoted to GM. And people asked him, they're like, hey, you know, were you the guy who pulled the trigger on, G, on EJ Manuel? Or was that Buddy? And he could have pawned him off. And he took ownership of it. That tells me everything I need to know about Doug Whaley's management and personnel skills. The fact that he was like willing to, to own up to EJ Manuel when clearly there was a major problem with him coming out of college and as soon as he got in the pros. I would just say that had we known when that pick was made, it was such a surprising pick. It was a total reach for a quarterback in that draft at that point. Had they, if we known that Whaley and EJ Manuel were going to survive in Buffalo for four plus years, it would have, you would have thought a lot of critics would be wrong. There would have been something good that came out of it. Mm. it, it Will couldn't be more right. This, this divorce should have come two plus years ago. Right. He, was, he didn't admit any mistake. He just had people come into the organization that, you know, 
took his legs out from under him and he didn't get to make the decisions anymore. As recently as midway through last season, there's still these leaks coming from the Bills that are like, well, we still kind of want to see EJ Manuel. Like, th- th- we wanted to bench Tyrod Taylor midway through last season. Like, those leaks came, remember when they were in London? When yep. you were in London back in 2015. Well, right? the, the Greg Roman at the time... <laughs> was the one that a lot of people thought liked E.J. Manuel. There were issues with whoever else was a quarterback, but what a mysterious career for E.J. Manuel so far. Am I the only one who thinks the Raiders should be aiming a lot higher for their yeah. Eric car insurance after what happened in the playoffs? That's a mm. good point. I would have take, I'd take Matt McGloin on a re-signed contract over E.J. Manuel. I'd take, yeah, I would take plenty of people. Colin Kaepernick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. There must, be, there must be something in E.J. Manuel that these talent evaluators – See that. The well, I mean, he wasn't a, a bad guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. leader. Like people liked him coming out of college. He was Mike Mayock and Greg Cosell. He was all their number one quarterback in that class too. Like he had some skills. Yeah. Uh, moving on, a report from the Observer reporter Ben Roethlisberger leaning toward a return to the Steelers. The exact quote, actually, I'm leaning towards it. <laughs> That's that's the entire article. That's the that's the article. That's Roethlisberger uh, in January after the Steelers were knocked out of the playoffs by New England uh, said on his radio show that he had to think about whether or not he was going to play in 2017. I will give uh, credit to this room, but also the football cognoscenti for seeing through this that Big Ben was never going away. Uh, well, uh, calm down, Big Ben. Nobody believed you anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, breaking news, uh, scoopage here. I am also leaning towards writing about football in 2017. <laughs> and I mean, unless I get, I mean, I could get fired, I guess, for like a morals clause. Breaking news: Will Brinson <laughs> will continue his career as a sports writer. Well, as you said, barring disaster. Right again, or a morals clause. That's entirely possible. <laughs> morals um, clause. I, I do. I thought actually the most interesting thing, and I don't know Dale Lally at all, but did you guys? I'm sure at least one of you clicked on this Observer Reporter thing. Yeah. Did you notice his bio in the top right corner? It's all I could think about when I was... Oh, let me read it. Okay, go ahead. After hobnobbing around the NFL in the press boxes and sidelines, sports reporter Dale Lally will let you know the insider scoop. Dale can also be heard on the Steelers Radio Network pregame show prior to every game. Follow him on Twitter at DLallyLore. Hobnobbing. All right. Yes, hobnobbing. Who's hob? Who's he hobnobbing about? That's not you know. You're not doing work if you're hobnobbing. Lally, Lally, Hobnobber. Lolly's got the insider scoop. So if you, <laughs> based on this profile, if you do a, a X amount of hobnobbing at any period, mm. you're at that point you can go into the bunker and just be an insider. I guess. I guess so. You probably. I would you, know. I thought you had to stay in the streets. Well, I'm kind of all. I'm all over the place. I'm the president. You've carved your own path. Though. Yeah. Everybody yeah. goes their own route. Uh, the lolly man, the lollipop, went his own route. Well, <laughs> I like that. That Ben Roethlisberger is still not committing. He said he's leaning toward it. Like, at what point is he getting pissed or depressed or just is it making him crazy that literally no one believes him? when he's threatening retirement. Like his general <laughs> manager has spoken about it publicly. The owner has said that they all expect him back. And yet hes they didn't do anything to address the issue in free agency. And yet he's still out there kind of being like, well, you know, I'm leaning towards it. Maybe not. Like no one believes this guy. I would go crazy if I were him. Maybe he should just retire just to stick it to people. I would be fine with that. That would Please be weird. Do, sir. <laughs> that would be a weird move to retire but to like, stick it to people. That's a has strange thing that literally no one believes him. I'm going to retire out of spite. <laughs> uh, we all got lollied there. And finally in the news. <laughs> oh, man. This is a big one. Tropelat. 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 Blake Bortles. Oh, the trope alert machine's going to blow. Blake Bortles confident about his offseason progress. This, Bortles told... Jacksonville.com, the first week, it wasn't pretty. It didn't look good. Part of trying to change things is it won't be great right away. But we were able to hash it out. Mark, they hashed it out. No more mechanics issues. No more crummy interception rate. Blake Bortles is back because of his work with quarterbacking gurus Tom House and Adam Dudu. You buying? No, it's a trope because it's completely ponderously predictable that we'd be getting this story right now. Thankfully for me, 
I won't be touching this issue all off season. We have our <laughs> no write lists, things we would never be asked to write about. Mine includes Blake Bortles and the NFC. Has this ever been <laughs> <laughs> the entire NFC? Done with them. Just one question on that. One, follow- I'll respect that, but I don't have any uh, power within the organization. Have the middle managers signed off on this? The people that would uh, uh, hypothetically assign to you various stories. Mm. Been fine so far. Mark has basically taken napalm to our instant messenger client lately and told the bosses that he's doing whatever he wants to do. It's going very well. This is some of the same advice that Mark has given me in my dealings with my wife. <laughs> just If you wanted just, to bring that up, Greg, that's fine. I mean, I don't know why you needed to do that. Neither does Will, I would imagine. There is a little bit of a... Uh, Connective tissue, Peter right? Peter from Office Space vibe with you right now, Mark, where you're just seeing how far you could push middle management before they act. And maybe you'll just, you're, you know, just promotion will come out of I this. think that's exactly what could happen. Do you ever do this, Will, at CBS? Just start going rogue, push your boundaries, you know, start telling Prisco to shove it. Got a, got a fish at your cubicle? <laughs> I, I tried it. Um, and if you, the problem is if you go rogue on Prisco, mm. is that he'll rat you out. He's just a narc. <laughs> you know, like he'll just, he'll not just, good. He'll just—he's just a very tan narc, and he will just—he will—he will—he will take. He will go to the bosses and tell you, tell them exactly what you said. And I, I'm not—I'm not—I'm I like, I'm really more of a stay in my lane and, and grumble mm. quietly to the side. How about, kind of guy. how about as Greg is starting to do, going totally rogue on the home front? I know you have, you know, a young child. You've got a, a caring wife, but just going utterly rogue, you know, inside your house. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's my move, Mark. Um, usually, I'll like I'll take all the TVs up to my office. And and just and just hang out up in my office and, and not do any work. I'll plan uh, trips to other cities to see concerts with friends and tell my wife the week before we leave. So that you know, I mean, those sort of things. Just to really, you know, just power plays, if you will. You're owning that space. I like it. Yeah. Um, will Brinson, at Will Brinson on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. You can read his stuff at CBSSports dot com. Where again, he's the senior NFL writer. That is a good title. I got to get one of them. I got to get a senior. Stay in your lane, Dan. I will. Back up. And again, Will, thank you for serving as the conduit for all the uh, global media. And I say this one more time no requests. Uh, If you want any of my thoughts on the Tom Brady jersey saga, see earlier in this podcast. Will, thank you. I will. No problem. I will. Uh, I will type up my pool report and have it to you guys. Uh, I'll have it. I'll have it along with the TBS report tomorrow morning. Thank you. Very, very nice. Will Brinson, everybody. And that's what's happening in the news. All right, guys. Very nice of Will to stop by and do that service, Mark. Did a great job. I thought he asked some, you know, the three top questions right out of the gate, like a true journo. And you're right. You're right, Greg. It's time for now. I got to. I got to break something new. Globally, Peep, streets are talking. You know what? At least they're talking. I'll take that. At least people are talking. Oh, what's what's Hansis coming up with next? It was like Michael Jackson after Thriller. What's coming next? I feel like I've been, you know, if I was against this whole movement, I've been more accepting of it on this show. But Greg seems to constantly be coming, coming at you a little bit. Well, I think you could read between the lines on that. Really? Yeah, it's coming on Greg's corner. Is Greg an wouldn't insider? It, wouldn't it be Ian's corner? No, but like, you know, the some of the network references I've gotten. And, Do know, we think Ian feels threatened by this? I, I, I would imagine not highly threatened. Not yet. I think in terms of exposure, Greg has the most exposure on the network and things of that nature. So not when anymore. a story like this not- comes around, all of a sudden Greg's like, hmm, me no like you this much. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Uh, like well- a mentally challenged Yoda. <laughs> Well, I'll be on the network Tuesday. Oh, yes. Up to the minute live with a live hit. The show has now moved. Dan, do you know what it is? No, I have no we're, idea. It's literally, we're taping it during the show, so you should be able cool. to figure it out. Cool. It's like 5, 5 p.m. Eastern. Leave me alone. Why are you two, after me? <laughs> 2 p.m. Pacific. Just, All right, that's great. Well, our hit will be somewhere in the middle of that, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think we're on a few times this week, and but definitely Tuesday. The producer actually approached our cubicle today and said, hey, we're moving you up in the show a little bit. That, I feel like that's a good sign. Well, last time out, Mr. F got a mention on NFL Network. That was you know, that was excellent. Mr. F. People starting Great to pay job attention. by Mr. Patrick Claybon with the Mr. F ref in a big spot. All right, now let's talk about. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's collateral damage time. Greg, this is a two-part column. 
And why don't we talk about it? Uh, we'll go around the horn here a couple times, and you can go um, collateral benefits for a player, uh, any player, or collateral uh, damage for any player. And Gre- um, why don't we start, Greg, since you wrote the piece hmm. on NFL.com. Uh, I'll start with the Patriots in general because I think the Patriot, what they do that is unique is they do a good job of planning – for this year's team and ahead at the same time. So three of their moves this year, I think, spelled some bad news for players on their roster coming up. Julian Edelman, his contract runs out at the end of 2017. Oh, I'd like like to have an extension. Uh Uh-oh, a little bit less leverage. Certainly fewer targets after getting Brandon Cooks. I mean, I, I I can't see Julian Edelman having the same numbers, and he's been one of the most underpaid players in the NFL, I would say over the last few years, signing a four-year, seventeen million dollar contract, he's never—he's probably never going to get a big-time NFL contract, and he probably won't get in New England now. I think he'll have to take a below-market uh, deal if he stays because of Brandon Cooks. And then, similar to that, James White is the hero of the Super Bowl, and they bring in Rex Burkhead, who does some similar things, maybe even a little better than James White. And Malcolm Butler is a super. You know, Super Bowl hero, and they bring in Stefan Gilmore, which is gonna. I don't know if he leaves New England. I still think Malcolm Butler might end up staying, but he's gonna have less leverage. He's not gonna get the contract necessarily that he wants because the guy's coming in. The one, and I'm not questioning any of these moves. Some of the loyalty issues I could factor in, but they, listen, they're they know what they're doing. My one concern I would have, since you brought up Malcolm Butler, what Logan Ryan's gone. Stephon Gilmore has had an up-and-down NFL career. He was actually really bad the first half of last year and then came on. What if you get, like, a crappy Stephon Gilmore and then Logan Ryan's gone and you let Malcolm Butler go to New Orleans? They could jack up their secondary potentially. Um, So they're going to do some collateral damage to themselves possibly. It's it's possible, which is one reason why I wouldn't be surprised if they keep Malcolm Butler. It makes sense. And who knows? If they trade him, maybe they use the first-round pick, assuming they get one that they get back. Maybe they use it on a cornerback and – kind of start all over there. I I, I think Deion Lewis, too. I mean, he's got to be watching this thinking, like, how how do I fit in in this backfield where everyone's a receiving back? That dark timeline that you laid out, Dan? 12 and 4. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I would say Deion Lewis, if anything, could be on his couch watching Super Bowl 52, the Patriots taking another one. This will work out fine for I do this every year. I'll lay out a a dark scenario for the Patriots, and it never takes. So this is my my new one right now is the secondary, I guess. But – it's there's some logic to it, right? That no, the, I, that it could backfire. It right? absolutely could happen, and then the offense scores 38 points a game. It's fair. 13 and three. Wes, give us some collateral. Well, are we going for benefits here? Whatever you Either want. Either one. Either way. Damage or benefit. It's a weird year because the signings are so spread out, and so many of the big names, Tony Romo, Jimmy Garoppolo, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Jay Cutler, Garrett Blunt even, are still out there. So if the Packers or the Raiders had signed like Peterson to go with Martellus Bennett mm-hmm. or Peterson to go with Jarek Cook and Cordero Patterson, I could see those being winners. But uh, I'll take Jameis Winston just because I thought he really needed that second receiver behind Mike Evans, and he got the best deep threat in football in Deshaun Jackson. I, I know Greg was really excited about the Bucks last year, and I wasn't ready to go there with Jameis, but I could see this being the breakout year. Offensively, like I agree because I think they're they're going to get better at running back too. I don't know who it's going to be, whether it's going to be a free agent or a, a draft pick or both. And Doug Martin actually does something. Well, just the simple fact for Winston, they can't get worse. That Charles Sims is healthy, and in 2015 was one of the best receiving backs in football, and he didn't really have his services last year at all. I like teams that understand that it's not just signing a name at the top of the list the guy that costs the most, but it's about fit inside your offense. And Deshaun Jackson was the perfect guy to match with Mike Evans. And by all accounts, Jameis Winston had been lobbying for Deshaun Jackson for weeks and weeks. And so they showed his quarterback, too, we're going to get you what you need. How about uh, Nick Carter, the blonde one from the Backstreet Boys, publicly pushing for a Deshaun Jackson signing with Tampa? Are you, does that play a role at all? That was a huge factor. Yeah. Maybe out here we don't notice that, but down in Tampa, that is an utterly massive factor. Wes, name one Backstreet Boys song. Backstreet's Back All Right. That's correct. That's a song. <laughs> that is a song. That's it's correct. A, it's insane that that's the name of a song by Backstreet Boys. Um, Sydney, we can't play the song. I can't believe I knew that. 
Yeah, it was a good job. On we can't play the song, but let's play a song that sounds like Backstreet's Back. Okay, that's kind of what it sounds like. All right, Mark, your turn. Get collateral. I'm going to go collateral damage. This person was damaged so far by the free agency process. <laughs> like psychologically? or? Well, I don't know. I think you'd have to ask. You'd have to ask. It's Colin Kaepernick. And this is a guy that is, you know, years from, move, from being a Super Bowl starter. I know he's not the quarterback that he was, and his potential is bottomed out. But the 49ers quickly went out and signed – Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley as better options than Colin Kaepernick, which a couple years ago would have been a, would have been like a stunning move. At this point, I think the reason I look at Kaepernick as damaged is because of what happened last season. All the sitting sitting during the national anthem business, you thought, oh, you know, people will get over that, and the country's changing and evolving. And by the time the off season hits, Kaepernick's market wouldn't be affected by something like that. Except you look at who the NFL's owned by for the most part. And it's super billionaire, typically, you know, conservative, conservative, hyper patriotic, don't want to affect their alliances in business or their marketability of their team. And they don't want to bring in that kind of drama. And this is a guy who over the weekend raised over a million dollars to fly an airplane to Somalia, which is in deep famine to bring water and supplies. It's one person doing something he cares about. Colin Kaepernick in many ways has done Nothing but this kind of stuff for the last year or two. It's, he is becoming, in his own way, politically aware. He cares about issues. He's doing something positive to try to help, and he cannot get a job. He's viewed as, it seems to me, completely toxic to most of these teams. I had someone texted me today who is not a big football fan but is socially aware and wanted to know why. what, what is the real answer for why Colin Kaepernick isn't getting interest and it's a very complex issue first of all we're talking about a guy who, who lost his job to Blaine Gabbert and then couldn't regain it last summer that matters in the NFL when you're a quarterback who can't beat out Blaine Gabbert his he's he lacks field vision he lacks accuracy he lacks touch these are issues he has so 25 out of 32 teams probably aren't even going to sign him because they don't want him as a starter and at that point are you going to sign him to compete it's the same thing with Tebow. Do you want the circus in town? Right. And one uh, anonymous AFC general manager uh, spoke with Bleacher Report's Mike Freeman. And here's in that vein uh, what the GM had to say. The problem is three things are happening with him. First, some teams genuinely believe that he can't play. They think he's shot. That's what Wes is getting at. I'd put that number around 20%. Second, some teams fear the backlash from fans after getting him. They think there might be protests or Trump will tweet about the team. Think about that. Oh, my God. There are that GMs, is ridiculous. That is according ridiculous. to this GM, that feels that the president tweeting uh, would stop a, a, a team from pro- pursuing a quarterback, a football player. I'd say that number is around 10%. Then there's another 10% that has a mix of those feelings. Third, the rest genuinely hate him and can't stand what he did, kneeling for the national anthem. They want nothing to do with him. They won't move on. They think showing no interest is a form of punishment. I think this is getting out with Mark. You were saying, Mark. Mm. I think some teams also want to use Kaepernick as a cautionary tale to stop other players in the future from doing what he did. Yikes. I I want to see this play out a little bit. And I look, I you'll never you'll never go wrong expecting the worst out of billionaires generally. <laughs> I mean, so so it, on some level, it makes sense. But everyone's saying blacklist. And I, I guess I wanted to see it shake out because I think if, if he did nothing last year uh, off the field, there was no kneeling controversy, and he was a free agent right now. Would I? Would any of us be that surprised? No. I, well, I mean, Jay right. Cutler's a free agent. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a free agent. Ch- Chase Daniels a free agent. Robert Griffin the third's a free agent. So if yeah, he doesn't get a job the entire off season, then I would listen to that. And maybe all this is true, but he he's damaged goods. Even putting all that aside, so I kind of think, and I'm thinking the best of these these teams that he will get a job and that just like Geno Smith just signed for $2 million, you know, for a very low price. I think eventually he'll find some fit like these other guys like Fitzpatrick. I refuse 
to think that it is only because of him, the football player. Aaron Murray has signed a deal. Kellen Moore just re-signed with the Cowboys. But as Kellen Greg Clemens, said, but, Jay Cutler but, has not. But people people I, I at his that, level or above, but, yeah, very I, similar. I, I think it has I would, to, we, we, would have to, we would have to willingly close our eyes to say this has nothing to do with something beyond football. And, and again, yeah, not in every that. case, but with large chunks of the league. Because when you're, if your GM goes and does that, who does the GM have to answer to? Ownership. The owner. Yeah. I think this is an ownership issue in many more cases yeah. than it is a GM or a coaching staff issue. And it could be that the owner isn't even publicly or even privately voicing these concerns. It could be just the GM saying, I know my owner wouldn't like this, exactly. so I'm not going to do it. And reading the tea la- leaves. Right. Like, what's what's the benefit here? What's the co- opportunity right. cost, basically, what it is? Right. It's a multi- As you said, it's a complex issue because I think if, if Kaepernick was 30% better – Last year, then it wouldn't oh, be an issue. He'll get a job. Oh, That's one right. last thing. By the way, if the idea of this guy kneeling an international historical sign of fealty and respect during the national anthem right. causes you to hate him, you really need to do some soul searching yourself. That's all I'll say about that. Got to watch out for those Trump tweets, too. That'll get you in trouble. Mark, I'm looking at you, buddy. Well, he might be tweeting at you soon about your investigative work on the Patriots quarterback That's he's quite true. good friends with. You're getting closer and closer to the <laughs> web. Are you, you're insinuating that I'm in great danger. I'm just putting the, I'm putting the energy out there to see what happens. You're trying to get me and my family killed. That's not doing. really – that didn't come out exactly the way I'd say. But uh, I'm going to throw one out there, and it's, it's kind of a tricky one because it's collateral benefit that can become collateral damage. Wow. Is that even possible? That's part three of the series. His name is Eli Manning, and uh, I, the reason should be ob- obvious why it benefit. Brandon Marshall um, was signed to a, a pretty healthy contract for a team that maybe wasn't hurting at the wide receiver position. They went out and spent money to bring another veteran, Brandon Marshall, who is uh, – people don't forget things quickly, but he had a, as good a wide a season as any wide receiver in the entire league in 2015. Uh, the guy can still play, even if maybe he's lost a half step. He's a great addition and a, certainly an upgrade over Wes's boy, Victor Cruz. So you slot in uh, Brandon Marshall with Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. Is that the best big three in football? It's probably in the conversation, maybe, at, uh, in terms of wide receivers. Absolutely in the yeah. conversation. I'd might, say might off the top it. of my head, that's the number one. And then you have Eli Manning, who's coming off a, a, a woeful season. He's 36 years old, and this is where the damage comes in. It's almost like the Giants say, hey, Eli, put up or shut up now, because if he has another season like he had last season, 20 turnovers, you really get the vibe that Eli's starting job for the first time in 15 years would be in grave danger mm. uh, if if he's not able to take this offense and, and put points on the board and to that point, earlier this month, um, uh, Ben McAdoo uh, uh, kind of put Eli on the spot a little bit, and he said Eli needs to do a better job of playing with fast feet, and I think he needs to sit back, sit on that back foot in the pocket. He kind of put some of their ills on him. So Eli's got to have a bounce-back season, or I don't know if he has a job, a starting job. Mm. The GM also said in January Eli's on the back nine of his career. You don't hear Belichick saying that about Tom Brady, who's five years older than him. Well, they got they they should draft a quarterback then because they they're not signing one. So I mean, they signed Geno Smith, but that they, they, they even I don't think that's a long term answer. So that means they'll tell us what they think with their draft because that sounds great. But I will believe that the Giants will move on from Eli Manning when when I see it. I think they're going to stick with him a year or two too long. Well, I think it's stressful. I'll never forget the Jimmy Johnson Miami Dolphins era where he he attached himself to a late period Dan Marino after being with Troy Aikman's heyday. And you could kind of just feel that it was not going to – all these people were like, oh, he's just going to go into, da- into Miami and duplicate what happened with the Cowboys. And it showed how hard that is, but especially when your quarterback is declining. And now if you're Ben McAdoo – it's a stressful role to be at the back end of Eli Manning's career versus the every three years, four years, he takes you to the Super Bowl and has an amazing playoff run. Uh, I'll just add, I'm not ready to count him out. I think he could have a good year next year. I and think we'll, he could be fine. We'll see about the arm strength. And, Wes, you brought that up many times. If that arm is shot, then it's going to probably come back to, to really haunt him and lead to the end of his career. We have no idea. It could we'll just see. be an in-season thing that's arm fatigue or something. I'm just saying people have doubted Eli for a either. long time. 
and he seems to have overcome doubts his whole career. So if he could extend his career another couple of years where he's a proficient starter, I would not be stunned. The other thing is they don't need to draft a quarterback now. It's not a great class for that. If they're not in love with someone, they don't need to find his successor. And I think the Geno Smith you know, signing for oh, whatever it is, a patch tells you exactly that. But, but couldn't you see it? Would you be shocked? If I they, wouldn't be shocked. Like picked but, in the second round and, and, no. and blew the doors off everyone and be like, whoa, they just took a quarterback in the top three rounds. That's what, that's what the Patriots did when the Patriots took Jimmy Garoppolo. It came higher than a lot of people thought the Patriots would pick a quarterback, but it was at a time where – you think Tom Brady's right. going to be great, but you don't know. You have to they keep took, taking these quarterbacks. They took Mallet. They took Brissett. Now it's like I don't. I think quarterbacks and the Patriots are showing this with Grapp. They're worth so much. You should just take take a lottery ticket in the third round if you get someone you like. All right, one time, one more time around, and then we go, Greg. I'm going to go to someone else that got damaged. How about how about Thomas Rawls? 161 yards in the playoffs. You know, at times he's looked like a top five running back, a guy who can carry the load. Now Eddie Lacy comes in, some similar skill sets there. I don't blame Pete Carroll at all for wanting more guys, but I think Rawls Rawls has had his chance and he hasn't been able to stay on the field enough at the same time. I mean, this is a guy that they believed in enough coming off ankle surgery that they didn't really get much support for Tom. They were expecting him to come back and kind of be the man. I think they expected too much. They don't want to get burned this time around. It's going to be tough for him to get all those carries again. Most backfields ride the hot hand, and I'll be shocked if Thomas Rawls is not the one with the hot hand entering week one. I mean, I think Pete Carroll is very concerned about the durability of that backfield. They had an incredible – part of it is the reason is your, is your offensive line is, is a mess, and, and your running backs cannot stay healthy. I like the signing. I just I, – we'll see. It's going to be a full-on competition. That's all Seattle does. Wes. I'll do another – Benefit. Ooh, I like Twin it. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. Wow. Very faint benefit. <laughs> I like this. You haven't heard a single positive thing proffered on this site about the Rams, and here it comes. They got the best tackle on the market. Andrew Whitworth, they put him at left tackle. They moved Greg Robinson, who has been an immense draft bust, off of left tackle where he's been terrible. And you move him, he's going to compete at right tackle, but the best idea might be just move him into guard where he can blow people off the ball. He was okay as a rookie. He played guard. Yeah, maybe you can help the run game and the passing game. You're definitely going to help the passing game with Andrew Whitworth, who is still playing at a Pro Bowl level as of 2016 season. And then if you move if you move Robinson to guard and leave Havenstein at, at right tackle, I think you've helped the offensive line immensely. You also went from Kenny Britt to Robert Woods, wide receiver. Not too excited. Yeah, but you that. but you went from Jeff Fisher's coaching staff yeah. to Sean McVay. I think they would and they have a high draft pick, correct? They no, have. the Titans have their oh, yeah, first they, draft pick. They sold the farm. God. Yeah, I was gonna say they would be well set up to take one of these dynamic offensive talents in the first round, but they kinda bang themselves a little bit here. Uh but let's stay positive. I like that Wes. We might get we might get to see the first five games of his career version of Todd Gurley. Who knows? Hmm. That's fair. All right, Mark. Why don't you finish it up? Collateral benefit. Look I'm going to try very hard to spin this positively. Do it. Who benefits? How about football followers hoping for a mostly quiet March and very humdrum free agency period? If that's what you wanted, you benefited. That's what you got because that's what as you much wanted. As, I don't. I I like drama as much as the next person, but I I think that no, we you talked don't. about this. You don't like drama. You like things nice and calm. Really? Well, you would like drama if it, if it came in the form of Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns. Yeah, I mean, the rest <laughs> of it, I think we we talked about the cap space thing where teams don't have to make dramatic cuts where this guy that you thought, oh my gosh, there's no way he wouldn't be on this team next year. Well, they got to free up cap space. I, I just think that free agency, if they want to turn it into this three-day-long television gala where it's like the biggest thing on the planet well you got to back it up year to year at some point there's got to be these tentpole moments in this free agency period did not have that in my book you can no. you can point to the brock osweiler trade but it was, was more unusual good. than it was 
utterly, you know, game changing. He's not going to even be on a team next year necessarily. <laughs> and I, I, I think that they've, this is not going to get better in one year. It's going to continue to trend this way. It's going to be truly about eight or nine hours of real drama tucked into what we're being told is four or five days of unbelievable television. Well, the, this year has been weird, though, because of what Wes said before. The biggest names, I've been on the hook to write a potential Adrian Peterson column for two weeks running now for both weekends. Like, okay, if, if Adrian Peterson signs, you're writing a column. Well, he's still he's still out there. The Anyone? There's someone on the Judy. Someone's on the Tony Romo beat. If jo, if Tony Romo happens, if it's Saturday night, you got to write it. It's like that hasn't happened either. Those are the big names. Jimmy G's still sitting out there. Cousins is in theory not sitting out there, but no one's totally closed like the door on that. All the big names this year still waiting. <laughs> I got Mark. I got Mark on the Garrett Blunt beat for next weekend. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, what happens, Greg, if Adrian Peterson signs at ten at night on a Saturday and you have like six glasses of wine in you? Greg's got to write it. Well, Greg's not going to have six glasses of wine in him, first of all. Is that how you get assigned to these things? <laughs> By the way, I thought it was a sneaky, a humble brag from Greg. He's like, oh, I'm on uh, the beat for writing the story about the most legendary running back of the last 30 right. years. He and he and all right. Badista are the, are the <laughs> if two that's a brag, If that's a humble brag, I'll, I'll trade it. One of you guys can go on that humble I brag. have no <laughs> desire to be on that exactly. beat. So. Exactly. But you're like, I struggled. I've written this column for a few years, and it was it was harder to come up with some good names. Like I went with Tyrod Taylor as a guy who suffered some damage. And like, what did he really lose? Like Robert Woods and Marquise Goodwin. It's just, he doesn't have any receivers. It was also kind of Tyrod Taylor. You know, he, he's stuck. He's in used Buffalo. to not having receivers. Well, I know, but your number two receiver at the time I wrote it, his number two receiver was Walt Powell. So it's that just seems like a the 2016 crazier. season. That sounds, that sounds like a guy that works in the maintenance department <laughs> at the parks. Right, and that, that's assuming Sammy Watkins even healthy. He might <laughs> Walt be, Powell. Hey, Powell. He might be number one. Hey, Powell, you're on pitcher mound duty. Make sure it's rounded off nicely. <laughs> <laughs> you'd make a very nice – you'd make an appropriate Parks and Rec manager yeah. yourself. You'd, that, w- that was a good order. That was succinct. I could do that. that every, it's good to have a backup plan. That's mine. <laughs> it's a deep backup I'm plan. I'm in. I signed up for it. All right. Wait, I had a question on Greg's duty here. Oh, yeah. So have you pre-written any of it? Have you been tempted to pre-write an article, like, guessing on which team? A couple nut graphs? No nut graphs? Wasting time on pre-writing things is Mark's game. I don't want to cut in. I would have written, like, uh, 2,000 words about the, you know, the the summing up his career and just put, like, two paragraphs on top about where he went. I I got That that works, right? (laughs) You could could write right now the state of his career, why people didn't have interest in him, that kind of stuff. I mean. I got burned in the Super Bowl pre-writing. I don't want to go back. Mm. So, I've but got just a mental block. in terms of unsolicited advice from your colleagues, bust a couple nut graphs. Just get them out. Little pre-writing. Yeah. All right. Bust a couple <laughs> nut graphs. I, it'll, I think you can't lose. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Just like the background on his. That's how it works. The whole belt story and whatnot. I might leave that out. It was a switch. That's right. I just want to be factual as well. This is a big pro. This is a big spotlight on you. This story. <laughs> it happens. Adrian Peterson to the Patriots. Away we go. We're flying to 19-0. and And maybe that's why you don't want to pre-write it because it, it becomes more about the Patriots being unstoppable once it, he's connected. He's not going to the Patriots. You're going to be home alone with your two children. Like You're going to have asleep. to be handling them for hours and hours. All they're going to be going nuts, and Adrian Peterson's going to retire. And you're going to be screwed because you didn't pre-write a word of it. <laughs> <laughs> Take our advice, Greg. All right. That's it. We should call up Judy Batista and offer advice on her writing career too. Maybe. Former New York New York Times scribe now writing for NFL media, Judy Batista. Greg She's likes that everyone to be know every name that's mentioned, deep background for anyone that might not be aware. <laughs> You're referring to uh when I pointed out that the John Gonzalez, his nickname was Gong. I had many people on Twitter thank me for uh, considering that they might not be totally aware of one of our co-hosts' husbands. Shadow League figure Nick was in your corner on this one, too. Ooh, the white knight of the Around the NFL podcast, <laughs> Greg Rosenthal. For all the uninformed listeners out there. I cater to the informed ones. I don't know. We've got all the bases <laughs> covered there. That's enough. <laughs> what, is, what has happened the last two minutes? Who knows? All right. We'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, we hope to have a special guest joining us in studio no, it's not Lil Debbie, but it is someone that we love and admire and uh, has not been here in a while, so hopefully uh, that will materialize. We'll see. If not, it will be just the four of us, and we'll have fun.
That's what we do. Let's go. You're in deep trouble, Sydney. I'm really mad. This is Dan Hansen <laughs> signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and new money behind the glass. Till Wednesday. Everybody, yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.